Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Three in a Row. We have an exciting one for you today. We are joined by friend and guest of the podcast, Kofi. He's a QPR fan and talks about his experience growing up as a QPR fan, their previous foray into the Premier League, among many other things. Sit back, enjoy, and you know, catch us on all our socials. Thanks. Um, we got a special guest in the building today. Um, go on and introduce yourself. Yes, guys. Uh, my name's Kofi, and yeah, it's a pleasure to, to be on the show. Uh, yes, sir. You want more than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What um, team do you support? Uh, I'm a uh, old school football fan, so I'm a QPR fan. Um, yeah, I've been a QPR fan since I think my first game was when I was like four years old. My dad took me down to down to Loftus Road, and then since then it's just been a yeah, uh, I'd say like a love relationship. But there's been a few up and downs along the way. But yeah, yeah, I have a question actually on that. You know when you yeah, say you're a QPR fan, right? In Nigeria, for example, I would imagine like okay, somebody in Nigeria could be a QPR fan, but they will still have like a big team that they support. So, do you have a, a big team you support, or is it all QPR? Um, yeah, good question. So, growing up, I I just had to I had to write it out. I was probably one of the only people that supported their local team, and the way that my dad kind of drilled it into me, he was like Kofi, like I used to, I used to try and get onto Arsenal a little bit. I was like, Dad, like Arsenal, they're doing all right. They just won the FA Cup. To everyone, to me, blah blah blah. <laughs> And my dad is like, Kofi, shut up. Like, no, go and get another QPR. Go put that blue and white top on and come back. So, a little bit Arsenal back in the day. And even now... What a great man. What a great man. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes the United. He has made you you a proper football fan. Welcome to the podcast. So, if I had to do me that, I'd be a proper football fan. (laughs) <laughs> exactly, Ifat. What are you saying about the rest of the pod? No, 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 no. I mean, we're all, we're all. I mean, we're all proper football. But I mean, it's refreshing <laughs> to have like, it's refreshing to have someone that you know will boldly say support QPR. You know, this is, you know, this is club. I don't see that very often. You know, um, like Tokwe said, a lot of people will have their big clubs. You know, and you you ask them, and they'll probably say their big clubs first. You know, but you said QPR. You know, and yeah, I respect that, man. I'm yeah, yeah, but when I, I just had to give you an on. I'd say I'm like 99% QPR fan and then 1% like I, I look out for Arsenal you see Tokwe just wanted you know I mean? to force that out man just no yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that follow your dad's wishes. I should I should have stayed strong right? I didn't I didn't know that man it just came up literally as he said I was like right, right I mean we wanted to get into it later but fuck it let's get into it now like t- talk to us about being a like QPR fan is it fun like, do you actually follow the championship? What is the thing when when you support a? Of course, yeah. So when you support like a bigger team, this is how I see it. Every time that you, you don't celebrate the wins because you're kind of expected to win, and then when you lose, is the worst thing of all time. You're like, ah, I just lost. But but when you're QPR fan, you're not really expected to win. So when you win, you are so happy, you're so grateful for those three points. When you see yourself in the table go up from like tenth to seventh, you're 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 like you're on top of the world. You know what I mean, and then if you're a United fan, for example, if you lose in the final, you're you're devastated. I'm like, you don't the, the perspective is different when you support a lower league team. And I think it's a better perspective. It's more refreshing, in my opinion. I think it's purer for sure. Like it's pure. Yeah, it's purer. Yeah, it's yeah, pure. yeah. It's pure, man. It's, as as I've got older, less so, but when I was a kid, QPR, we were you go to you go to Loftus Road and we didn't have any money. So at half time, they used to come around with buckets. And the fans, they had to put money in the buckets to, to so the play the players could get paid because we we were we were like really close to going into administration. So when when I was a wow. fan growing up, you literally felt like a connection with the club because you were like you were keeping the club afloat. Like your money that, that you paid for tickets, crazy. That is it was crazy. going straight. It was going straight into the players' pockets, isn't it? So if if we weren't there, there in theory might not have even been a game next week. But now there's so much money in football that like fans' yeah. money. It's just a drop in the ocean, isn't it? It's not about that. Yep. It's about the TV revenue, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. Like, I don't have that same connection as I did when I was when I first supported QPR, but, yeah, it's... um, 
I'm much happier that I've got a little boy as well. So my son's like three. So his mum's an Arsenal fan. And I know he's going to go the same way as me. There's no way he's going to support. <laughs> there's no way. There's no That's way. That's that tradition carrying on. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Love to see it, man. You must have, I mean, they've, they've taken you on an amazing journey, you know, like as you were coming up, I imagine from going to those buckets to uh, the streets will never forget Taraps, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. Listen, in the Premier League. So you got to watch that whole thing unfold. I was a yeah, I was a season ticket holder. Um, not Man. the year we got promoted. I think a couple years before that, when we first got the money, and that yeah. that was when the Italian guy was was our owner, Flavio Bratori, that crazy he's the guy who owns on um, Formula One, and he was literally firing. Oh. If if you lost one game, well, I think we went through five managers in one season. Like it was crazy. So like there was. You know, have you ever seen the documentary on, you know, the Sunderland documentary on Netflix? Yeah, Sunderland Till I Die. Sunderland, Sunderland Till I Die. So there's a QPR one from years ago. It's called The Four-Year Plan. And no mm-hmm. one really knows about it. But honestly, if you watch the QPR documentary, The Four-Year Plan, it's like, it, it's so raw. It gets so much like footage of the, how crazy and how shambolic the, the club was run. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> but in a way, that's the beautiful thing about being a QPR fan is, is that, it's not, it's very rough around the edges and there's, there's always some kind of storyline behind the scenes. And as you said, like, we've had some, like, crazy ballers. Like, Tarap, honestly, that year, the happiness that Tarap brought to me going to, that year, I wasn't a QPR fan. I was literally an Adele Tarap fan. I'll go to the stadium. And Streets will never he forget. Tarap scored one of the nastiest goals I've ever seen in my life. Bro, he scored, like, top five. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, Tarat, Tarat is in top five streets to never forget. He was yeah, you, very you remember special. that goal, right? Okay, I'm glad everyone remembers that goal. Yeah, he's oh. a very special player. No. I don't know. He's just, I don't know. He gives me like Ben Affa vibes, man, because I don't yeah, know. Ben he's, Affa vibes. He's, a, he's a maverick. He's a maverick. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, man. Maverick vibes. Ben Affa. Um, Paye. Yeah, yeah, down that route. Dimitri yeah. Paye. Fuck, man. Paye, why? JJ Okocha, the ultimate, like, the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, Ronaldinho, to be fair, is the ultimate, man. Same good chat. Like, yeah. Ronaldinho was, like, the epitome of, like, gangster lifestyle. Yeah, because he was, he, was he was a maverick, but he still was able to, like, put it all yeah, together. Yeah, perform. Yeah, put it all together. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. He was a maverick, but, he, I mean, we find out, especially afterwards, that, I mean, he wasn't really that put together, but the nigga could ball no, at no, no. He was, high level. He was... He was drunk pretty much every day. Yeah, trust. Day. Like, <laughs> but like, it, God's gift. And Ronaldinho is still but the that, ultimate. That was the problem with Tarap though. So Tarap was so good at Rangers, but then Shamak, Shamak came to Arsenal. And yeah. the one year that Tarap was good, like he was a little bit more focused, but then Shamak took him to Edgeware Road, Shisha Camp. And oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, Shamak and Tarap, they became best friends. They was just going to the casino, they was doing man. this, they were doing that. See, so then, there's always a backstory, once, <laughs> Bro, once Shamak took Tarap under his wing, there was no coming back in it. He was like, because we had a striker called Dexter Blackstock in it. And I remember bumping into to Blackstock before, and I was like, bro, just tell me what Tarap was really like. And he honestly, no word of a lie, he was like, the, the ability that Trap had was like not, nothing he'd ever seen before. But the way that he didn't care about anything, like anything to do with football, he, he played on a Saturday and then he would fly off to Paris or fly off to, yeah, he was in, he's Moroccan, but he'd fly out to, yeah. I think his family lived in the France. French speaking. He'd fly yeah. out to France all week. He'd have, he'd have, a, he'd come back to London on a Friday, he'd have a massage on a Friday and then he'd play again on a Saturday. So he didn't that even was, have to no, go to like training. No, 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 because the manager Neil Warnock was like, bro. He was always a little bit chubby, but Warnock used to say, like, look, the amount of ability he has on the pitch, I will let him do whatever he wants in the week because this guy's going to get being promoted. And he did get him promoted. So, yeah. That's crazy. But this is why I love London. There's always a backstory. I didn't clock the link with Chamak, you know what I mean? And I've always. Chamak and Tarab. I always talk about the dangers of this fucking, um, this place, like London, uh, for footballers. Especially when they go to certain clubs, certain London clubs. Like the other night, I was in like, by Regent Street around like 5 a.m. Like I'm looking at Kozawa, finished. On a weekend, I'm thinking, right, like there's really a game tomorrow, but, or there was a game maybe. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um. Should we get into some football, lads? 
some game action. The big one for this week, Liverpool, Man City. Um, and everything that unfolded in that match. Can I just say, I was, uh, I told you Liverpool are, are going to come back. Um, but that being said, Damola, I want to get your take. What did you make of what you saw? Van Dijk finally stopped defending with Aura. Um, but no, it was, uh, I think this game was, I can't explain it in a weird way watching that game. It almost made me feel like Liverpool didn't take us seriously enough when they came to the Emirates. Yeah, trust. Because, like, again, that was the best defending I've seen Van Dijk defend in my life in a long time. Or let me not say in a long time, since his injury, uh, his big injury. And from the players to the coach, from a tactical standpoint, dealing with the weird thing City was doing with their four defenders because they played three centre-backs and Cancelo. But technically, Ake was a centre-back and a left-back. But Bernardo Silva was all over the pitch, sometimes covering the left side to... Foden played uh, like on the left, no? Exactly. Foden played on the left inside. There there was a lot of weird things going on from a Guardiola formation part, to be honest. But from a Liverpool standpoint, I'd say, other than the tactical part, the players were locked in from minutes one. And Anfield was also with them from minutes one. So it was a very good performance for them. It was fantastic. I appreciated it. It's, it also reminded me, like, as good as Arsenal are doing, we're not there yet. Because no, those, 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 two, are, those yeah. two teams are just fantastic. Sorry if what you were saying. Yeah, I feel like Liverpool... Uh, Played counter attacking football, no? They did. They didn't have as much of the possession for Anfield, which is very true. Yeah, yeah. again, it's I don't blame them because that ag- goal was of, like a long ball from Allison. Yep. You know, Salah. Um, also a mistake from, from Cancelo because yeah, Cancelo, yeah. yeah. Cancelo mistake. But all I'm saying is Salah masterclass, man, with that control, bro. Mm. He pushed the guy out the way, touched the ball. Yep. Yep. This is Klopp, yeah, no, that, that was the genius thing that Klopp did was bring this guy closer to, like closer to the goal. Did you see Pep on the touchline when when uh, <laughs> <laughs> like took the ball of Cachalu? No, uh, my, my my man was on his knees, fam. Went <laughs> down on his knees immediately, way before the goal was scored. He knew it was but Salah already had that sighter, you know. He, that he knew he was done, man. But one thing, one thing on the goal, on the on the Salah goal, you see it come from from Allison's um, goal kick, but the ball came to Allison from, and this happens so much, but no one talks about it. I love Kevin De Bruyne's like ability to pass, but it was such a fluffy, floaty cross. There was no, it literally, it was such a dangerous area for City, and yeah, it had it had no whip on it, it had no nothing. He literally just chipped it into Allison's Allison's hands, and then bam. You know, that's a that's a fair point, right? Because usually the Bruyne, whenever he plays those crosses that almost looks like a shot, I feel like Cynthia more dangerous. But yeah, that cross, the more I think about it, it was almost like a floated like oh it was a it was a it was a liability. It had nothing, it had nothing in it. It was like a cross that I would do on a Saturday morning. It was it had nothing there, there was no whip. And the brain has so much. Not power, but the media love the brain so much that whenever this happens, no one's no one's really gonna say too That's much. That's the third best player in the world, right there. So wait, who's number yeah. one and two? Ah, uh, have we gotten Kareem? Kareem the Dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, shit. So Kareem, <laughs> who was second? I actually didn't even check who number two. Sadio, Big Sadio Energy. Bro, Big madness, madness, man. It's hard, to, it's hard to like call these FIFA guys racist now that they give money. It's, you know, come on, it's just like the award You can call like FIFA, it. but you can't call uh Ballon d'Or football because, in fairness, though, I think I I couldn't even fight the list uh, this time for the Ballon d'Or. Benz was a clear number one. No, 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 but the Copper Award, the the the, the Golden Boy. What did they, oh yeah, no, that was the weird one. Yeah, they, they, had to give, they uh, fucked Saka. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. And Bellingham. Guy with Saka, guy with Saka, bro. Oh, okay, Musiala, Musiala and Bellingham. Stop this guy. 
What do you mean? No, dude. Wait, let's ask Kofi. Kofi, did you see that fucking the, the list? Bellingham, bro. There's Musiala. There's okay. It should have been Bellingham. What has Gavi the done? The guy for Bar- the guy for Barcelona won it, right? Yeah, Gavi. Yeah. I think it's yeah, just man. because he yeah, plays for Barcelona yeah. or Real Madrid. Yeah, no, know. that's what I was going to say as well. But it's all politics, isn't it? It's, it's part of it. It's the popularity contest. The... Highest key. Yeah, but like, what, 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 did, what did Barcelona do? I don't know. Because he's 18 or he's, he's younger, he broke into the first <laughs> team squad. He's playing for the first team in Spain. You know? Yeah, that's like the, guy, the kid, he has, he's 18. He has, I don't know, one, two more years to like... Um, um, win that award. Give it to Kamavinga that, that was instrumental in the Champions League final. You know, uh, give it to Jude Bellingham. That's. Uh, that I has, forgot I, about I Kamavinga. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Kamavinga. He should have probably won yeah. that actually. You know. Look at Jamal Musiala. That is. That is. But you know what I will say. I don't think. Bayern. There's no standout, standout. You're saying Bellingham. Bellingham's a baller, but he's not like head and shoulders above the others. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that guy, Gabby, is it Xavi or Gabby should have won it, but... I think it's weird not- that he gave it to Pedri and then he gave it to, to Gavi. I think so, it's weird. Yeah. So here's my thing about that award, and I know we like straight away from Liverpool, but it's in a weird way, Bellingham was like the best player. Him or Musiala, to be honest. One of those two should have won. But it's I'll go to a comment Kotwa was saying where like the Ballon is obviously um favored or biased towards attackers and attacking midfielders, right? People like Bellingham, where their primary role involves a lot more dirty work than the attacking side, they are they are less they are less favored in those type of awards or popularity contests because they do the less glamorous side of the game. Now, Gavi is an interesting one because although he's a midfielder, the way Xavi's system plays has him pretty much up there, similar to Pedri, like a midfielder that is playing a lot in the attacking standpoint. That being said, nobody can tell me Gavi had a better season than Bellingham or Musiala. You could say Musiala was a starter, but I, I'm very under Bellingham should have gotten it, if not, you know, but some by Osaka. I just don't like that Saka was eighth. So, so it's not even that he did get it, but the fact that he was eight, I'm like, ah, it's a bit harsh because it's like he's playing week in week out. In the well, he was, he was, he was eight. Yeah, he was eight. That's what I'm saying. Not that he. Uh, did. I, see, the top 10. I don't think I've, I've seen that list. But see, part part of the soccer thing though was a consequence of us not finishing in the top four. If we finish in the top four, that would have looked like job done. He, we did what we're meant to do as a team, and as who was one of the most instrumental players in that team, Saka played basically every minute and has been performing for Southgate. So I think, to be honest, that if is less a reflection on him and more a reflection on how the team tapered off towards the end of the season. Yeah, also missing yeah. the penalty wouldn't have helped him as well. <laughs> Word. I mean, if he scored that penalty, it's a different story as mm, well. Yeah. Such is life. I mean, just to quickly take us back to the Liverpool game, Damola actually made me have a thought of like the psyche of the players, you know, when you talk about them not being as pumped um, for the game, uh, it's you're probably right, you know. And I think now this is the kick that they need in the season. Like it, it, this will pump your chest, and you know they must have been waiting for this one. They probably after doing that whole mad run last year, all for nothing, right? For nothing, they didn't win shit. <laughs> at the end of last year, there's no way they were going to come in this season and have that same energy. Like any human being is going to need like a break. You know what I mean? Because I've tried, you know? Um, mm. So, and I think Klopp's style is very different to Pep's. Like where Pep is very methodical and I don't know, it's, it's more about process and less about demand. While I think Klopp's style has a little bit more heart to it. Um, so yeah, let's see. Me, I, Misha, I still think they're chopping top four, as I said. Yeah, well, time. let's see. Let's see, though. I think a big thing in a weird way that may work to their favor is having some players miss the World Cup through injury. So Salah isn't going to the World Cup. Jota just got confirmed out of the World Cup through his coffee. Yes. So he should be back. Uh, Luis Diaz, is Colombia in the World Cup this year? I think I they know. are. 
Oh, but dude, I'm Mo, very oh, yeah, sad he, for Jota, dude, to miss the World Cup with Portugal. That's yeah, no, no, 100%. It's sad for Jota. Fantastic for Liverpool. But, like, it's the thing you were saying, right? You'd rather miss the World Cup through something you can't control, like injury to an extent, than to miss it because the coach didn't pick you. So there's less of a psyche thing, except Portugal goes to win the World Cup, then Jota will feel like, like you know, shit. I mean, you would um, want to be there, man. Every four years, this is his time. Fair in fair point, right? In four years, you don't know what to happen. But yeah. I think that that's like the big wild card, right? And I'm hundred percent not sure how it's gonna play out with everyone because you have some teams not going to the World Cup, um, who are gonna have rested players. But if you look at most of the teams fighting for those top four spots, all a lot of their players are participating in the World Cup. Like I was just even thinking about it. Arsenal, our entire back line, except maybe Zinchenko, who is like 90%. Gabriel is not going now. Is he going? Is he with the Brazil squad? Ben White, ben White might not get there. Yeah, Ben, ben White is not going. Bro. So I'd I, I, I have said Ben White James is James was ca- not injured. Exactly. Yeah, it, I would have said Ben White is not going. But with the injury to Reese Kawaka, and true. knowing how um, this guy feels about Trent, to me, that gives Ben White a bigger shout than before. If the right backs went injured, I also agree. Like, yeah, I'm calm about Ben White. But so let's assume like the injuries are as is. As is right now, Arsenal, all our defenders are in the World Cup. Anything can happen. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't want that. that. So side note on England, I saw one like horrendous stat on Sky Sports where it was showing like the minutes played for all... English defenders, uh, centre-backs. Guess what two defenders were on the bottom two? John Stones. Harry Maguire. Uh, exactly, uh, Harry Maguire. Um, and on, on the top, it was like Dyer, Tomori, Ben White. Hmm. Um, and then, like, the rest. But, yeah, good, good point. I think... The World Cup, I'm telling you, man, the World Cup is, like, doesn't make things very interesting because... For example, I think coming into this season, all of us probably thought um, Pep will rotate Haaland a lot more. Haaland has played basically every game this yeah. season. And I was and thinking... Like, World Cup. Exactly. No way since going to the World Cup. So mm. Pep doesn't that, need to worry about that. He knows he that's can play the World Cup. chilling. Martinelli, chilling. Yo. Exa- ah. Martinelli, he might now go because Richardson is injured, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Richardson is... Conte confirmed that. that um, yeah, Conte yeah, confirmed he'll make the World Cup. No, really? No, yeah, no. I think, I think he had a. I think it's touch and go. Maybe like ah, I saw an interview oh, with Richardson when he was when he was crying. But that oh, was, you're lying! Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Brazilian, Brazilian media. But that was just after it happened. So maybe it was a bit of a raw reaction. Maybe he's had a scan now and it's different. But it, it seemed man. as if. He, yeah, he is. He loves his football. <laughs> So, like, I'm telling you, man, it's one of those weird things where, obviously, for your players and your countries and your psyche, you want them to go have a good tournament and come back fine. From a selfish standpoint, especially since Nigeria is not going, I personally don't want any of my players in the World Cup. I want them to have a month-long holiday and come back fresh for the second half of the you season. You for real? You don't want to watch your players play at the World Cup? Bro, I only have loyalty to Nigeria. Every other team is touch and go. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see one of my players. I don't know. I know it's like a far cry, right? But like, I would like to see one of my I'll, players. I'll put it oh, we've team. seen it now. Arsenal yeah, fans, we've seen best it. Best player at the yeah. World Cup. With, uh, yeah, most goals that's true. Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal we, we haven't had that. Because we've had like what? I remember our French era, our Brazilian Betisaka, era, our Spanish Bodoski, era, yeah. our German era. Exactly. So Arsenal is used to that. But also, I can't even lie. I still have a bad taste from when Spain won the World Cup and the Barcelona players were putting my whole Arsenal captain in a Barcelona shirt. Like, (laughs) so, yeah. Spain won the World Cup. That's what happened. Yeah, the Barcelona players were putting Fabregas in a Barcelona shirt. No, but don't say they put Fabregas enjoyed it. You saw the smile on Fabregas' face when he had that Barcelona top. Nah, Fabregas was, was, was desperate. Having, <laughs> he, was, he was having the time of his life in that Barcelona top. Did they do this in public, like in the stadium? No, 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 no. This was like, it was recorded um, later. I think this was yeah, yeah, dude, apparently the parties when you um, win the World Cup, legendary, whatever city you're in, 
everybody that's there is there like legendary parties but yeah i wouldn't know because i'm never gonna play in the world cup yeah but you know similar to the way barcelona made arsenal suffer i wish them all the suffering now they're about to go out of the champions league um also yeah, yeah. yes i guess since we also already touched on the segue i should say we should give proper respect to bugatti Benz, big body Benz. Somebody said that the drip, the next drip video will be Oscar worthy. It's going to be. Epic. Oh, I am waiting for it. I am. I am truly. I, I can't. I can't wait for that one, bro. And every man under the sun is going to post that shit because this is for the people. Um, but yeah, let's move on to some other stuff happening around the prem. I mean, Liverpool losing, um, beating City means Arsenal are four points clear. Damola, do we dare to dream? Yes, we dare to dream, my bro. Um, so I feel like in many regards, the last because this game 10 of the season, we've won nine of the 10 games we've played. I'd say one actually, no, even the Liverpool game, we had some luck going away. We were the better team, but we had some luck going away against Leeds. That was the, I feel like all the bad luck of the last like three seasons of VAR was washed, not washed away, but got converted into some good luck for us because God knows there were times we tried hard to lose that game. Um, yeah, Char- Gabriel at the end. Oh my God. Do you know what's so annoying about Gabriel? Yeah. He is a fantastic defender. He, I, I say, I'll tell somebody else, like, I think Jacques has Bozo's Jing. Somehow entered Gabriel. Yeah, man. Because it would be like David Luiz like, syndrome, Galas syndrome. I, I don't know what it is. He'll play 99% of the game well, which is what he did against Leeds. He was easily our best player on the pitch. But the 1% of the nonsense he does can almost kill you. Like when I saw that um thing that it was a foul and a penalty in the last minute all i was thinking i'm like gabriel there was no need for this but yeah yeah it wasn't smart he, he it probably was it probably was the right decision not to give a penalty but he yeah, didn't no. need to be swinging so he didn't need to be swinging his leg like that didn't 100% be... i agree and i i agree with that it wasn't the i think var got all the decisions right in the game yeah but i've seen so many of those decisions not go our way which is probably why i felt we're lucky but to answer your question, should we dare to dream? I I don't know. Like, we're, we're in a good form. Um, even games we haven't played well this season, we've managed to get a win. Um, and our fixture list pre the World Cup looks pretty good. We have Southampton. We have uh, Wolves. I think the hardest one is Chelsea. Then we have Nottingham Forest. Next week, Sunday, which, you know, by the grace of God Almighty, I should be there for. Um, so it's very interesting. Pre the World Cup, we have a very good run that if we can get nine out of 12 points, it puts us in the prime position to capitalize when the World Cup is over. So I am being patient. All I say is ask me this question again when we're back from the World Cup. So... We'll see how far we get to before then. I think it's, you said, okay. I mean, I I think that's a fair assessment. So it's not just about top four anymore. You want more than top four. Is that what you're saying? I, it's it's yeah, always yeah. about top four. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but if we keep winning every game, then we'll definitely get the top four. If we win the league, then we definitely got top four. So, yeah. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. There are 14 games before the World Cup. There's no if, There's 14. If, Premier League, yeah. The World yeah, Cup is Premier League though, has fourteen games before the World Cup because in every team. Well, no, every team has fifteen because they are playing this week. Oh wait, but okay, we have fourteen. Possible? That's not possible, no. Why? What? Not fourteen more, just five more. They played ten already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Oh, oh Fuck okay. my Sorry. life. I was having a <laughs> mental breakdown for the players. Oh, yeah. No, yeah no, no. So, yeah, technically, there are five more Premier League games before the World Cup. Um, but if we get to game 14, or I guess since we have a game postponed on Iron 15, and we're still in that top spot, top two spots, 
my target switches to you should finish it as second or third, not just the top four. So, yeah, if we, if yeah, we, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, man, but if if only, bro, that would be fucking. I mean, what they have proven is that they can, like, they can. This this at this point, if I'm in that Arsenal dressing room, there's no team that I fear. Like, I've been everybody. I've been the best. I've been the worst. Like, I can be anybody. Um, stranger things have happened, chap. Let's see. Um, moving on to some other teams, should we like assess? Um. Is there a, first of all? Is there a fallout for Pep in City? Oh, I don't think there's a fallout though. I do think that there's a re-examination, in the sense that they had been bossing the league so far. I think we in this pod we had agreed like they played the best football in the league and Haaland is on fire, and that had been going for such a while that not many people, including I, gave them like I didn't think they were gonna lose on Sunday. So this loss is not like any fallback, but it's just more uh, like it's not over. Like you still have to keep your eyes out. You still have to stay on your toes, which is probably something Pep already knows, right? It's just more about making sure the players remember that and they know it too. Yeah, I think Pep, he gets a bit funky sometimes in the big games. In the Champions League, he always kind of plays his, plays with his formation. And I think he done, he done like three at the back Cancelo like right wing back and then Phil Foden not left wing back but there's someone like the, I don't know I feel like he overthought the whole yeah classic, on, classic Pep. yeah classic Pep exactly this he is kind of funny but like he kind of went man for man with the three Liverpool forwards I'm like I don't know it, for me it just it didn't seem to work okay fair enough I mean what about Chelsea I'm interested to see what you guys think of Potter's men because they won the Champions League they keep winning in the Prem. Um, but in my eyes, the football is not convincing and they're still shit. But like, am I might um, Yeah, I agree. I agree with like the football. I do think it's better than what they were playing on the Tuchel, but I don't think it's good enough for a team of Chelsea standing. That being said, as a new coach, if you ever want yeah. a run of games to figure out yourself, they've had it. Yeah, literally. In yeah. the Aston Villa game, they should have freaking scored man like Villa should have scored at least a couple yeah Ke- Kepa was on fire that, that treble save the save from Danny Ing yo Potter just gave this guy a revival man Do you know yeah he did he, he's the good. number one right he's um he's yeah, dropped at the moment he's dropped. yeah he's dropped man. but Mendy needed yeah. to get out of the spotlight to be honest yeah Mendy had a shocker against Leeds didn't he and then, ever since then he's kind of started last season like Champions League since... all of that yeah, since but I, don't I think know how many matches... Mendy, Mendy as a shot stopper, he's he's very very good. Like his his reactions are great, but it's all about you hear it all the time in it with like modern goalkeeping. He's not that good with the ball at his feet, and like I don't know. So yeah, it's it's a tough one, but guys, I, mean... I don't know how many matches Chelsea um, have played since Potter joined, but I'm saying that obviously since they drew the one one. Uh, versus Salzburg. I think that was his first game, right? The 1 1 Champions League game against Salzburg. Yeah. Since that, they've won 2 1 Crystal Palace, 3 0 Milan, 3 0 Wolves, yeah, 2 0 Milan, 2 0 yeah. Aston Villa. I don't know. I don't know what else we can say. Uh, they won, they, I mean, they won four handicaps in a row, all with clean sheets, beat AC Milan home and away. AC Milan are the Italian champions, by the way. Ah, that Tomori yeah. impact though was some big... I'll be wary of them or... I mean, this is, I, I didn't think of it like this and you're raising some like really good points and like maybe I was sleeping. But I don't know, there's something about the way they look that I think if they face a proper... I don't want to say proper test because it's just... AC Milan is a good shout. But yeah, I'm, I'm watching this one. What about yeah, to be fair, if they if they played four games and haven't played well, but they kept four clean sheets on two no three no. They seem to have posted Mendy, the goalkeeper for Ariza Balaga, and that's working for them. Yeah, yeah it, it is actually. Um I Ariz Kepa. 
I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick with Kepa. Um Kepa's playing from the back and building up play has always been good. But the big issue has been a question on his focus, right? Because yeah, concentration. Exactly. As a big team, chances are your goalkeeper doesn't need to be focused for 90 minutes, they need to be focused for five, 10 minutes in the entire game. And Kepa had shown he lacked focus in the past. Probably sitting on the bench as long as he did under Tucho. Probably give him a like self-reevaluation. And now he's more mature and ready to play the role he needs to play at a big club. So it makes sense why Potter picked him up. Um, you know, it's just you could say it's a bit, you know, unlucky for Mendy because this happened while he was injured. The whole Tuchel leaving. Yeah, yeah but Mendy, Mendy, Mendy has been shambolic as well this season. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Mendy's yeah. been questionable too, in fairness. So I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but I don't know, in a weird way, this is like a typical Chelsea team in the sense that they are getting wins off the back of a great defense, less of a sparkling offense. Yeah. Just like yeah. same can be said for Jose going back in the day, Mourinho yeah. days. Mourinho days emulating Conte and Spurs right now, um, who are also just taking along. Um, if I had to, before we move on from Prem, a like quick word on United. What's going on there? Our United correspondents checking in. Uh, United are blowing hot and cold. Um, our most recent performance was the Neil Neil draw versus Newcastle. Um, I'm not too upset by that performance. Um, although we didn't get the win, we created the chances. And um, I think we sort of exerted our game plan on, on Newcastle. So Newcastle were forced to cope with our own intentions for them as opposed to going about their their own game plan. I don't know if they had any even. Um, but yeah, there was, there was questionable penalty calls. The VR thing again, you know, consistency with VR. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it pretty much cancels each other because Newcastle had, um, Wilson had the very questionable challenge from Varane uh, that could easily have been given for a penalty referee looked the other way. And so when and United had chances. Came, yeah, I don't know how he didn't give that as penalty as well. That's the most obvious penalty. Yeah, the Wilson thing was mad. Yeah, um, Joe jo Linton's like that, but <laughs> yeah, but then so yeah, but then Ronaldo also had a clear one as well. No, um, but mm, that was dubious now. No, that, that, that was, was a pen. Trippier, Trippier messed up. He took that it. was a pen, brother. That was a that pen. Was a pen. Oh, I, I will say this. The right. wrong thing. So I will say this in the game, right? And I think I joked about it the other day about how you won't you won't play great, but you'd blame VAR decisions. Um it's not like United played bad, but the room to play so much better, yeah. you can almost you can almost see it, right? Because, and it may be something uh, someone I know says where there's a system in place, and credit to the players, they're trying, but they just don't have the ability to play the system the coach wants to play, right? Like to a large extent, they're still a social style team to hit people on the counter attack rather than what um, Ten Hag is trying to put in place. And it's, that shows itself up more in the smaller things than in the big things. So, for example, the one Trippier fouled Ronaldo, I saw like a different clip back where if Fernandez had just been more aware of his surroundings, Sancho was free in the center to take a shot on his stronger foot. Um, and there were little things like that or where Casemiro plays a ball through. And Bruno's meant to give like a touch to one player, he gives to another player. Other players yeah. like if like little things like that. Manchester really was, was very critical of them actually. Pointed out yeah. this the inverted wing the inverted winger situation and how it doesn't actually allow them play the system best, similar way that you're describing, where like on the left Sancho is coming in on the on the right, Anthony's coming in and it just doesn't work for Ronaldo. Like instead of playing that early ball, they're delaying it all the time and like making the wrong decisions because they're, ha they're having to like favor their inside foot, you know. Side note, I just want to say, um, Anthony, he started well, but he's looking like he's just a Brazilian Gervinho because I've never <laughs> seen a player so one-footed. It's actually mad. 
but your video was a baller. Yeah, I'm not saying Anthony is not a baller, but he's so one-footed. It's crazy. I knew a couple one-footed players. Iron Robin. I knew that was coming first. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because he scored a couple of those ones where he's just whipped it into the net. Well, he's okay, scored, he's another the one. goal like a hundred times in his career. Should I name another one for you? Hakim Ziyech. Hakim Ziyech. He's always left-footed as well. You never really yeah. get one super one-footed, right-footed player. Ribery, Ribery, wow. Messi. Yeah. Oof. But see, here, here's the other thing, though. Those players, the system allows them cutting on that's their favorite foot. This system, Ten Hag's trying to play, it probably, like you already said, favors them playing on the other wings rather than what they're trying to do. And same with Ronaldo, it probably favors him as a striker if they were on the other wings that can just whip in those crosses when they're left or they're right in Sancho's case than having to try to cut back and delay the ball. But I don't know. It's, I'll, I'll, I will say this about United. Results-wise, it's probably going to be a long season for them in terms of being hot and cold. But I can actually see what Ten Hag is trying to do. So I, I think that should give them some room for excitement. Scary we also hours. missed some blunders. Like Rashford missed like a, a, a sitter of a header right yeah, at the very end. You know, he you know it could easily have ended one zero. You know, and one other thing, Newcastle are a good team. You know, they're not yeah, easy to beat. To be fair. Newcastle, are, you can say uh, as I think they're fifth or they're sixth on the table. Yeah, they, Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle are a strong team. They got good players. They got Gamirez in midfield. Like, yeah. They got they yeah. got a couple goals. I'm not even gonna lie. I, the more I think about it, Arsenal messed up by allowing uh, Bruno Gamirez go to Newcastle. He's Boy, somebody prop- should have snapped him up. He yeah, a he's a proper player. He's a proper player. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're trying to get a new contract tied up for him now as well, even though they just got him. I mean, they can they can offer him like one million pounds a week, no problem. Saudi <laughs> I can't lie. I like the way Newcastle, the new Newcastle owners are going about um, the management of Newcastle. Yeah, they haven't yeah, like, yeah. like anything too crazy. Yeah, you know, no. they've just bit by bit, brick by brick. Yeah. Which is well, kind of I think I think they've also had the advantage of learning from like Previous, PSG yeah. City. Exactly. So they've seen other big cash money teams come in and how long keep it took. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, keep you too. And then they've decided to go a different approach methodological, use what you have and make gradual improvements with a solid system behind it and you see the progress and yeah, they signed that defender from Brighton, right? Dan Burns. Yep. That's, that's yeah. not a glamorous signing, but that's... he's was a solid so, left back. Dude, so, I was shocked to find out that Newcastle have one of the best defenses this year in the league. Yeah, they do. They're probably the best defensive team in the league, right? Right. I was now. shocked. And, and under Eddie Howe, guys, Eddie Howe of Bournemouth, that used to concede hundred goals a, a fucking like <laughs> So the weird thing about Newcastle is, right, they they made a couple of, like, very tactical decisions when they were building out this team. So last season, everybody would talk about signing Bruno Gamarish, which is was a fantastic signing, don't get me agree. But almost in a share, it's like it's crude, but when I saw it happen, I was like, damn, this is a good signing. They signed Christian Wood from Burnley, who they were fighting mm. against in relegation. And basically condemned Burnley to relegation because Burnley didn't have any goals in them anymore. <laughs> so, so that was one of those like very tactical decisions. Then they signed Bruno Gamarish, who shored up their midfield, freed up some of the other players they had bought in the past, like Joe Willock. And yeah. shout out to Eddie Howe figuring out what to do about Joe Linton and putting and, him in that. And Almiron as well. Ever since and Almiron too. Past, exactly. Almiron. Almiron is like yo. Time for me to start playing now. Exactly. Maximan so, is on fraud watch. Yeah. He needs to get. Free. No, yeah, he's Maximan been injured. injured as well. He's been injured. Yeah, he's, he's been, been injured, injured, a lot been injured all season. Trust me, I know, bro. I've been monitoring Maximan for my draft. Or rather, he's in my draft. <laughs> like he's in my. Fucking... He's in my draft as well. Yeah, he's in my draft as well. <laughs> so, and then over the summer, they did good business. Like I said, Dan Burn. I think that was like a very fantastic pickup in in terms of he he's in a team where the coach. Potter plays a certain style of football and he's always defensively good. Like he's been, he was Brighton's best defender for a minute after Ben, shortly after Ben White's left too. Uh, so they've gone about their business well. Um, Isak unfortunately has been injured, but even the two games we saw him, he was playing pretty well. So, and they have Callum Wilson in there too, who 
Same with him. When he's fit, he yeah, he, he balls out. So yeah, shout out to Newcastle. They are they are doing the business, and it's not quiet. I won't say they are doing the quiet business, but they are not drawing attention to themselves. I mean, they would the louder the noise, the better, to be honest. But you know, because it means they're doing well. But I'm 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 really respecting Newcastle. Um, right, let's move on to some quick hits from around the world before we run out of time. Where else to start but Barcelona? It was El Clasico this weekend. I want to take... No. Sorry, go on. No, I was about to say, like, I know they lost El Clasico, but to me, the bigger thing is the draw to Inter. Because yes. that, that's messed them up big, and I am so happy. Because... Actually, Tommy, do you want to talk about what's going on with Barcelona and that draw to Inter? Then I can talk about, like, why I'm happy with it. Yeah, Sinomas. I mean, also, quick one on... El Clasico, did anybody watch the game? I want to do a quick sense check if people still treat it the same. I, I did. Although, that being said, I was watching Arsenal at the same time, but I definitely watched the game. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, Barcelona fucked up against Inter Milan in, uh, in the Champions League. First time around, they lose the game. You're thinking, okay, you know what I mean? Let's see what you can do. You've put yourself under a lot of pressure in Camp Nou. The game in Camp Nou was mad. People are calling it like one of the classics of UEFA group stage, to be fair, um, in history. The way it was back and forth, ending 3-3, the stakes at play. I mean, those two moments when one, Dembele should have squared the pass. Uh, and right at the end, that Inter player, whatever his name no, was. The Inter, the Inter one at the end, though. No, no, brother, you have to pass that ball, man. And he's a you young guy. You have to he's, pass he's that the, ball. He saw the bright lights. You yeah, I saw people the saying they, they back him for being a, a youngster and trying to, like, take it on himself. But, bro, no, no, no. Yeah. Like... Um, but anyway, it means that Barcelona like are most likely not going to qualify for the next round because it's in Inter's hands um, to qualify. I think they just have to win one more game, uh, and it doesn't have to be against Bayern Munich. Unlike Barcelona, Inter will have to lose versus Pletzen at San Siro. That's impossible. <laughs> so they are coming to the Europa League and. Um, it might have some financial implications for them as well because... I don't oh, know. no, not might. It's well. So the the way thing, I remember at the beginning of the season when we are talking about Barcelona and their transfers. The levers something, that they were putting. Exactly. Something I mentioned was it's it's like it can, back, it can come back to bite them because, yeah, these are quality players, but you're basically mortgaging your future on this season. And apparently, the way they structured the finances and so they could pull this lever was they were basically going all in on the fact that they should be able to reach the quarterfinals of the Champions League. If they don't reach the quarterfinals of the Champions League, which from the looks of things, they will not, they're cooked. Because even winning the Europa League does not give them as much money to compensate for not making that. And then those financial levers basically people who they are owing money are going to come due. And one of two things will need to happen. They will either need to mortgage more of their future, which I'm not sure how many smart financial institutions will allow them to do, given where they are, or B, need to offload players. And I am praying they are in such a terrible state they need to offload players. I have a dream that Barcelona are desperate to sell players and we steal them belly from them. But I don't want I mean, Dembele, bro. He's not. He can't thrive under Ateta. You know, as Obama Yang said, that's a lie. Can't handle characters. That's a lie. Dembele will thrive. It's sh- give me Dembele. Give me Frankie. Apparently, he's just, he's a, like he's an obsessive gamer. Um, that's good. I I do you prefer him to be out on the Ateta will have a problem with Dembele. Don't like, you know that, man? Hundred percent of facts. Like, come no. on. See, man, give me Dembele, give me, give me Frankie De Jong. Those oh, are the dreamer. three targets I want. What? Tell yeah, me that Dembele will come late to training. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? The late, I think it was a bit overplayed in that when you hear them talk about him at Chelsea and in Barcelona, the late to training thing has never been an issue. Now, that being said, I am also not the most punctual person. So maybe I'm a bit empathetic to... Obama Young on this situation. 
but I just think the the entire thing was overplayed specifically on the late to training piece. Yeah, work on your um punctuality double. I think that's what we can we is, can is that that. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean Madrid fans will be very upset if we don't actually spend some time um talking about them as well, seeing as we brought up Bassa in the context of the El Clasico. Um but I mean for me it's a bit difficult because it's uh it's more of the same from Ancelotti uh, from last season, though, and it seems to be working perfectly, right? You know, I think the biggest thing for me this season is how the players they signed. So I always thought there'll be more of a transition period between Casemiro and Chouameni. But Chouameni yeah. has come in and he is yeah. bossing it. I, it's... They, they sold they sold them. They, the guy who came to Man United, what's his name? The centre midfielder for seven. Cas- Casemiro. Yeah, Casemiro. Yeah, Casemiro. Yeah, they saw him at a perfect point. Like he's 30, 31. He's yeah. won four, or five Champions Leagues. He's done it. You know, he's. Mo- I don't think his motivation. They to be able yeah. to get seventy mil for him, and they have a ready-made replacement. That's crazy. That's perfect business. Perfect. You know what I mean? To me, that you was sell, like a perfect. You sell at the right point at the highest value. You have the next player that's ready. Like. That's that's what that's what Liverpool should have done with Salah, in my opinion. Like Stella, they could have sold Salah for big money. They kept him, and then not, you know what I mean. Yeah, selling at that point is the equivalent yeah. of selling your Bitcoin just before it goes under. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. That. That's like how Chelsea should have sold Kante last year. That's Probably, it. to be honest, yeah, they, they should have. Yeah, he's going to yeah, miss yeah. the World Cup, by the way. Another one. Sorry. Yeah, that yeah, just he, came he, out today. Yeah. We know you're but, a regular listener, Angola. We're sorry to hear. Yeah, Angola, we love you. Rest up. Um, we <laughs> hope to see you when you're back. Um, we'll have you on the side note. Soon. Pogba may be back for the walk off. He has. Wow, the juice is working. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm not. I'm not even dignifying that. Uh, um, but I'm 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 excited for Pogba. I I want him to have a fantastic World Cup. It's been a rough couple of months, um. But not to stray too far from Madrid. Something I do want to shout out is Federico Valverde. Valverde is easily becoming like top twenty players on the planet right now. Oh my and I know gosh! That's... Is it because of one run and shots in La Liga? No, 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 no. It's not just the run and shots. It's what he does on the entire pitch. So. Valverde is one of those weird things that is like a Swiss army knife. He can do so much everywhere on the pitch. So the coach uses him everywhere. Anywhere. On the pitch. Yeah. Anywhere and everywhere. But he does it to such a high level. It's actually disgusting. Mm-hmm. He's a good footballer. I, I, I know exactly yeah. what you're describing. So it's like, it doesn't matter where you put Valverde. He's not only putting in a shift. He's giving you like an eight out of 10, nine out of 10. It's like right. a Rolls Royce version of Batuidi and James Milner. Exactly. It's been fantastic all the way from like the business end of last season to the start of this season, coming in key goals in the El Clasico. I think Tony Cruz said he's like top three players in the world right now. I won't go as far as Tony Cruz, but I'll say like Tony in the Cruz world right now. crack because that's the guy coming <laughs> for his position. <laughs> oh. No, 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 but hey, that's I mean, I think Cruz has already accepted this like the natural order of things, you know. You get old, the younger, more ready come to replace you. But yeah, it's I already I'm a big fan of him. In a weird way, Madrid went from Galactico signing to tactically signing high quality young talent. My young Galactico, they went from Galactico signing to fucking Teen Galaxy. What's the name of that? Um that TV show where they used to play galactic football, but the team version. Um, I actually wanted to shout out Rodrigo for what he was doing in the beginning of the season and what his look is still doing. Um, since the end of last, actually, coming up with the big goals in the Champions League, like to now like bowling in La Liga and coming up with big goals there. I'm saying it because I never really saw it or rated him, but I've had to come and say I'm, I stand corrected, man. Like Rodrigo is a baller. Um, See, I'm going to start listening to Perez a bit more seriously because for a while now, he's been saying Rodrigo and Vinicius are future Ballon d'Or contenders. And the more they play football, the more I see it. Yeah, so, they, got, they got they got something special, man, in them. And these guys are being... It's like they're getting a good education at Madrid as well. 
Um, so it's working out. Uh, speaking of players with good education, how about we end on Mbappe today? Oh, gross. Killian the man. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is this is a weird one. I can't even lie, man. Because I know last time we spoke about Killian was on the thing with France and him wanting players to be able to, like, you know, exactly, yeah, not, not yeah, take right. compromising decisions from a personal standpoint, which yeah. I get and I respect it. But I can't even lie. I'm I'm Killian's biggest fan. I think he's a generational talent. But there's just a lot of things going on around him. It's it's Bro, like why noise. is it always bad vibes now with Killian, man? I'm worried for our boy because why is it always bad vibes? But the thing with him with Killian, if you his interviews are always quite. If you listen to him speak, I like his interviews. Right, hear him type of one. He had an interview with Rio Ferdinand. The interview was quite good. Like he comes across quite well. I just don't know who his who his people are behind the scenes. That's what I, that's my take anyway. Like his one on one interview, when it's just him, he seems alright. I don't know if it's his seems boy like behind the like, Yeah, yeah. He seems he seems like he's got his shit together. I don't know if he can swear. He seems like he's got his, 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 his himself in order. Okay. So there's um, something interesting about that though is I've seen someone say they don't like him because he seems to like. PR training, or he has a lot of media training. So yeah. he occasionally, like like you said, he comes across put together well, but that's because he's had media training since he's like maybe 16 or something. And you don't get any personality with him. Now, that being said, I, I don't know. Look at what he does on the pitch because it's hard to, when you don't know like the details about a person's life to judge them um, based off that. At the same time, even if he's an upstanding guy, like the way we see him in the interviews, like you said, there's just so much noise around him. And for any football club, even if you're as big, well, let me not say as big, as wealthy uh, financially as PSG and can handle the best lawyers and the best PR teams and all of that, it becomes tiring at a point because it takes away from the football at the end of the day. So, Yeah, I mean... Word to Killian, just focus on the ball, bro. You have a good chance this season with Messi and Neymar. Don't, I mean, he came out and he said himself actually that the uh, the story of him wanting to leave in January is not true. That he was sleeping in his bed when he found out the news. Yeah, but was he sleeping for five days? Exactly. Was the time exactly. The story the come out, to, it was five days later. How are you sleeping? Point for to five days? Shit. He's trying to sound blase about it. Like, oh, I was just chilling at home, and then I woke up towards the drama. Bro, the truth yeah, is that you told somebody in your camp this shit and they leaked it. There you go. Like, you know what I mean? The end. Everybody knows that. So, uh, you're staying, so, you're staying put, Sha. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Do you know what's so funny? Actually, I do think like somebody in this camp leaked it, but this is just me speculating. Nothing like I've read somewhere. I think someone in this camp leaked it, but I don't think it was said with the intent to be leaked, right? It was probably like, oh, the way, of, like, for example, of us were talking, yeah. just like, man, like, obviously he's playing as a striker, but he likes having a freer role. They told him they were going to sign a number nine. They didn't. He's a bit, you know, disgruntled with the situation. And who knows, maybe he should even be thinking about living in January. He probably said that in confidence that somebody leaked it as, oh, Killian wants Big to leave news. in January. Yeah. Big news. He wants, uh, he wants to leave the club. Um, that being said, if that's what happened, Killian needs to fire whoever did it. Find him and fire that person because they can't be trusted, obviously. Yeah, that's what I mean. His, his advisors, his people behind the scenes, I think that needs a whole reshake in it because his whole PR is not is not the best in it. And for for who he wants to be, he needs to he needs to pattern up in it. He can't be just what can't be, it's just it's yeah. And it, 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 he hasn't even performed on the big stage yet. Because I remember at the, at the last Euros, when he missed that penalty, like, he still hasn't really done it at the very, very, very top. top I mean, top, I agree. Top. Somebody will say World Cup, but... Yeah. He has time, though. No, well, yeah, yeah, he has yeah, time. Like, I'd say it was more punk. Well, yeah, he does have time. That's true as well. Uh, speaking of so, time, yeah. I want to have time to say thank you to Kofi for coming on the pod before we... Thank you, Kofi. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, absolute pleasure having you, bro. You. I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast because we definitely would love to have you back on. Me, I'd love to come back on. Love to. Yeah, yeah man, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I understand your reservations about, you know, QPR being in the league based off last time, but, you know, I wish them promotion. 
So yeah, we can talk more about how you're doing. Yeah, man. Yes. I mean, you're saying the the big game tomorrow. You're, you're trying to say the big game tomorrow is um, is Man United Tottenham, but the big game tomorrow is QPR Cardiff, man. That's that's the big one. That's the one everyone should be looking out for. <laughs> say no mass. QPR Cardiff. QPR Cardiff tomorrow. One person will be watching. Um, till next time, right. ladies and gentlemen. As Gab Marcotti says, love yourself, love your neighbor, love the game, or some shit like that. Um, follow us on socials, engage, peace out. <laughs>